It's another week. Boy, does time fly when you're having just too much fun. I love it. It's the week of the Bob Jeswold Show with Joanne Kogel, my co-host, and of course, can't do it without JoJo, I call her. And, you know, JoJo, how do you feel this week? I think you feel good. When this was recorded... four days, to, no, three days till Christmas. Yeah, I two, can't... To, two more days till my elf goes away. 2021 elf on the shelf is going to fall the over. mother elfer goes <laughs> home. How dare you? Your daughter That's would right. not be listening to this. I hope not. Uh, not. But today, you want to listen to this because, you know, when we get together, we're always talking about great things to connect people don't make excuses don't dwell on setbacks appreciate the past but always find ways to make improvements my next guest is going to be talking about that she is the first black woman for the editorial page of the engagement editor at the jacksonville times union she's an amazing background and her journey is something you don't want to miss we're going to share it with you that's coming up next on the bob jeswald show personal power people positive the community of connection this is the Bob Jeswald Show. Elf on the shelf, Joanne. Where'd you put it? Where is it? Uh, today, the elf was surrounded by the gnomes. Okay. And there was nowhere to go because the elf was uh, stole tried to steal the ornament, and so <laughs> the gnome the gnome surrounded him. The and stories we come up with. Yeah, but the uh, the the interesting fact about that is that. At 5.30 a.m., I was coaching uh, our 5.30 a.m. CrossFit class, and they asked me where the elf was this morning, and I said, oh, bleep, I forgot. <laughs> and they said, quick, and I, and I live two blocks from the gym, so they said, quick, we will row, go move the elf. And that was at 5.30 a.m. So uh, hopefully my child is not listening to this, or maybe she will in just a couple understand. years. But I'm pretty sure she knows what's going on, and she's just pulling the wor the wool over my eyes because yesterday the elf didn't move either, and she said, I mean, really, what's the point, Mom? And that was... <laughs> well, <laughs> it's true. But today, so at 5.30 a.m. Yeah, you could have buzzed killed it, but you didn't. You the saved elf the day. moved. Thank mm -hmm. you, 5.30 a.m. Mm -hmm. CrossFit class. Good. Oh my goodness. For <laughs> moving the elf, for letting me move the elf yes, uh, during I, class. I, I know we've all done it, Marsha. I, I, you know, you have a daughter, and our next guest here is Marsha Pledger. She is with us. You hear that little voice all the way from Jacksonville, Florida. Give it up for Marsha. Marsha, how you doing? I'm and great. How are you guys? Oh, business journalist, just incredible stuff. You were a journalist for so many years at the Plains Dealer. Now you were moved down into Jacksonville. This is a big deal for you, and you are really reinventing not only – the, just the the culture but you're even yourself and and it's kind of like the new elf on the shelf here in jacksonville <laughs> florida but in a great way a great way which will add a nice little sprinkle on top so to speak okay you know like that because yeah. sprinkles is one of the elves my grandkids taught me that this past week that's what your elf is named no one is sprinkles they call her sprinkles but no. this, this but but we got a golden Golden lady here, and she is fantastic. You know, tell us first, Marsha, let's really hit this out of the gate because you don't make any excuses whatsoever. Um, you, you have a, a book that you had uh, certainly written, um, a 10-year column that you did called My Biggest Mistake, you know, and I want to get right into that because don't we all kind of kick off conversations that way? Geez, the biggest mistake I ever made if I can only do it again. And your response would be what? We all make mistakes in life in general, but the reason I started that series, um, it actually lasted 10 years um, in Cleveland. Um, my background is I've been a business journalist for most of my 32-year career. Um, so, um, and while I've only worked at two, well, now three newspapers, um, I've freelanced my entire career um, for all sorts of publications, including Money Magazine for 14 years and lots of other national publications and local um, you know, I've always freelanced, but I've only worked in newspapers my whole career. But the reason I started, um, so in Vegas, I started my career covering crime and went from there to cover um, tourism. And that was my entree into, into journalism. I mean, into uh, business journalism, I should say. And so, you know, name a subject that I've, I've written about as a business journalist, whether it's technology, manufacturing, um, you name it. I had a business etiquette column at one point. I had a marketing column. You name a subject, I've touched on it. Um, but the one 
subject that I'm most passionate about has always been small business. And that's because small businesses are so important to this country. They run everything. They hire more people than anybody. They are more nimble than major corporations. I've covered major corporations too. Um, And so I started a series called My Biggest Mistake and How I Fixed It. And, you know, when you're a journalist, as you know, you just wing it, you know, you just wing stuff all the time. And so I started the series not knowing if it was going to work even a, a month, much less a year, much less 10. But it, what just happened was that I realized that there was just, it wasn't about me. It was just like, how how many areas where can, you, can small business owners go to and find places for support, you know? And if you really think about it, just to think, forget my column in my series. Okay. In journalism in general, the it's, um, I think the reason I did is because when you people always want to talk about how great they are and and i want to hear how great you are i do but (laughs) really want to know how you got there because i think that when people read news i don't care if it's tv magazine podcast whatever marketing in any way you know i think that when people only talk about how great they are and how they're on top now people tune out you know because they were like well how did you get there i can never see myself there and the so that's kind of the genesis of how, how that column started. Um, and, and the other reason I started it is because I've covered, like I said, every aspect of business. And so it's not fun covering corporate America, in my view, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least when you cover a major corporation, they have their public and they have stocks. They have analysts that you can follow them. You have a Bloomberg terminal. You know their numbers. Small business is a nightmare to cover. You cannot, they can talk to you or they don't talk to you. It's, the, it's up to them. Sure. And so I thought, what value can I bring? Because, and they may embellish or not, or they might tell you to, to go to hell. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. don't have to talk to you. So, but they're so important to every community in the country. And that's kind of how the genesis of the how it all started. Um, because, and this is the last thing I'll say is that if you, for the most part, if you're a business owner, you know, everybody's got ups and downs in all our personal lives and in work. But as a business owner, where do you turn for help? You know, there's always going to be women, business groups. There's going to be EO organizations. There's chamber of commerce. There's going to be safe places. But outside of that, you know, and, you know, how you doing, Bob or Bill or whatever, or Mary, whatever. I'm great. And you could be dying, you know. You could be dying inside. The loan didn't go through. None of the customer, blah, blah, blah. You know, so that's kind of how it all started. Joanne is almost leaping out of her seat because we're really touching a nerve with Joanne. Ah. Because we're hitting a nerve with Joanne. This is great that Joanne's here today with you because I have two very, very interesting women. You cover this. You're inspired by it. This is what motivates Marsha in getting the small business. Joanne is someone um, younger, a little bit younger, and she she is taking on this uh, one of your, I want to say, one of your interviewees or something you're very accustomed to with kind of prying and, and kind of digging deep with someone like Joanne to figure out what did she do. Joanne started, she's part of a Tri-Columbus uh, community. I mean, she's a race director of this, and she puts these uh, shows on. I mean, they're incredible, and they're great events for triathletes and do athletes. Wow. And she also has, uh, she's in the CrossFit, uh, you know, fitness, as we were talking about earlier. So your question to Joanne, what would inspire you to to probably have Joanne in one of your columns? What would you ask her if you had a question to ask her? Well, here's the thing. What I learned about covering small business owners is that you don't really know when you, you it, it starts with a theme. And my theme was my biggest mistake and how I fixed it. Because first of all, everybody makes mistakes. And so the reason I did it is because, um, well, I told you the reasons I did it, but, and how I fixed it is the key. So, you know, you may think, you may go in and I might say, ask, you know, just, you can tell me a few things about your life or your company. And I may think, oh, she's going to tell me this, that, and the other. But trust me, you don't ever know. I wouldn't have a question. It's just open because I would, I don't know what they're going to say. Their biggest, first of all, first of all, their biggest mistake is bull. I don't, I don't leave her. It was called my biggest mistake. It's a gift. But trust me, I don't care if it's your second or third biggest mistake. As long as you share something that you're willing and comfortable to share that someone can learn from. So for instance, your biggest mistake might be hiring your partner and, you know, um, or hiring a family member. You know what I'm saying? So I, I could have a preconceived notion 
oh, she's going to tell me something about her biggest challenge was banking or marketing or technology. And the list goes on and on and on and on, you know, but you don't know. I don't, I don't really have preconceived notions. I just ask people to share okay. what they're comfortable with, quite frankly. What are you comfortable with, Joanne? Uh, I'm, un- I'm, com- I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Did you hear that? So trust me. Wow. So trust okay. me. That's the, that <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I mean, to, every lost rewards for Joanne. Yeah. I never saw Joanne. No, I get, I get, I get, Mer- <laughs> I get Mercia. Yeah. I, I mean, every every business owner. I mean, you could, if Bob owned a business, Bob's biggest mistake would be something completely different than my business. Sure. My biggest mistake, or my big, my biggest mistake as a gym owner would be like completely different than another gym owner's. So. Absolutely. I mean, and that's just it. So the that's like, you could go for another 10 time. years if you want. Okay. And, and that's just what she just said. It right. You know, um, it has nothing to do with the industry you're in. Yeah. Okay. It has to do with your circumstances. You know what I'm saying? It's like an infinite is, column, column for you hmm? forever. An infinite column forever. Well, that's why it ended up being 10 years. Yeah. It was not planned. We Trust just me. keep going. When you start something from new, just like, I don't know how you guys started this, but I just started a new series myself, uh, here in Jacksonville. Um, call rebound because I'm just checking in with small business owners wondering how they're doing navigating this pandemic. But the point is, I don't know if it's going to last a month. I don't know if it's going to last a year or a few months. You don't know how things are going to go. So trust me, I never, ever, ever, ever dreamed it would make 10 years because that first, the first month of trying to get people to participate in something called my biggest mistake was not fun. So life just happened. So you just wing it and go with it. I love it. I love it. So what would you what would be the one thing that you would find as far as when you do these little, the, the, just any little thing, you get the unction of this, what, what goes through your mind? How did you just start this? Like you said, you just kind of tripped on it and then you start working it and you start asking questions. Where do you go from here? Where do you go tomorrow or the next day? Who are you going to talk to next? Is it just now referral or something? Marsha, you should really check this out. You should check that out. And, you know, or is it just falling in your lap or are you searching? Are you, are you? It's a nightmare. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, how do you, how do you do that? I mean, and it's amazing I mean, when I did that series and I mean, that ended several years ago and I, a book came out on it, um, 10 years ago, you know, so it's been a long, I've done a lot of things since yeah. then, but I've had, and I've had lots of columns. Um, but quite frankly, that's the one that's most near and dear to my health because heart to, because it helps so many people. Um, and that's what they say, you know, and I've had, I've had people who, um, let me put it like this in a 10 year period of time that's a long time to do one thing yes that's a really long time you know any one thing and you're still putting out news here and there doing all this it's just one of my little that was just my one thing it was a weekly for six years and then you know the paper is like oh what else are you gonna do you know what I'm saying? i mean you i never stopped doing other covering other news you know sure so as as newsrooms shrunk I had to pull back on that because it's a lot of work trying to get people to participate in something called my biggest mistake, you know? Right. Um, and so it became a bi-weekly for four years, but for six years, it was a weekly. But I guess my point is that in 10 year period of time, I never, ever, ever had more than two people reach out to me, two to three in a whole year. Nobody. No. So just like you said, the small business person, they don't have the, the, let's just see the structure, the bureaucratic, you know, kind of, you know, it's people. It's still going my biggest mistake. Yeah, yeah. And nobody wants, wants to, make, listen, nobody wants to admit that, Bob. Yeah, they don't want to admit it, I know. I mean, I, it is hard to admit. It's a exactly. gift. But here's, you say it's a gift, though, if you admit your mistake. you got people to admit that here's my mistake. These are things that I shouldn't have done with this partner. I'm hoping Joanne hired me to be her, her MC and and that was kind my of motivator. Mistake. Was that your biggest mistake, Joanne? That's my biggest mistake. <laughs> I lo- but I love it, Joanne. So, I mean, I shouldn't feel bad. What did I learn from that? Hmm. <laughs> 4.30 in the morning, out in the here cold. Here we are. You know, here we are, or real hot summers or whatever it may be, you know, giving her weather briefings, but at the, the same gift time. gift that just keeps giving. Give, that's right. You never look a gift horse uh, in the mouth. That's either. That, but I, I appreciate it, though. But, uh, but, it, but it's true, though. It's like you got to sit there really. That is hard. That's a very hard thing. That's, that's quite an accomplishment, Marsha. I mean, it's so, and, and it brings you now as the editor. So now you're kind of like kind of overlooking everything. Do you still have, do you still want to get your hands dirty and get into that arena? Or are you, do you like being, I'm in a totally, yeah, I'm in a, I'm doing something totally different. I've been a journalist, uh, a reporter for, by choice for most of my career for 30 years. And, um, and I left the newspaper industry two years ago in 2019, I took a buyout. 
and that was a beautiful year, 2019, because um, yeah. when you're paid for a Rip. year and you're doing freelance and you're traveling like mad, and then of course, like everybody, COVID hits and what the heck just happened to everybody? You know what I'm saying? So right. everything went awry for me, like most people in the country, you know? Um, so I wasn't looking for a job, even though I probably should have been for sure. Um, but life happened and I ended up um, getting this opportunity. And it's, um, so what I do now is I'm uh, an editor for the first time in my life. I'm the uh, editor of, I'm in charge of the opinion section for the Florida Times Union in Jacksonville. Jacksonville is the largest city in Florida, at least by landmass. So just about a million people. Um, but we, um, yeah, it, the, the, the job is like any paper in America. I don't care if it's, a, you know, whatever paper it is, you know, weekly, daily, right. whatever. You know, there's certain sections. You've got the sports section, you got the front news section and, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, opinions is totally different than anything I've ever done. Opinions means that that's the voice of the people. So the opinion section is, um, I'm basically in charge of that section, meaning guest columns. Um, maybe some of your guests might have just decided, you know, because they have this expertise, they would write a, a column about something, you know, or the average person in, in Jacksonville or any city, you know, they just might have an opinion, um, you know, and they write in letters to the editor. So I'm in charge of curating that. And then I'm also writing an editorial every week, which is, um, you know, you're basically a quick study every week because um, everything changes. Like this past week, I wrote something about the Port Authority um, at Seaports, you know, and the week before, blood donors, the week before that, Jaguar fans, you know, like yeah. y'all are like Cleveland fans oh, that yeah. just, I'm blown away how you can be so loyal. But yeah, new coaches, new this, and 11, out of 11 seasons, you've had only you've had 10 losing seasons out of the last 11. The point is you're a quick study every week. You know, um, I'm one of the people who, I mean, I end up being the one that's writing it. My name is not on that. It's the voice of the paper. So that's kind of my role as editorial um, editor, uh, opinion editor. But one of the reasons they hired me is that they do want more diversity. Um, and so that's a big challenge for me. I've only been on the job for seven, eight months, you know. That's a, um, but it's something so, to hang I'm your head on. Across the country. I, it's something to be real mm -hmm. proud of. There's not many. How many women before you have done this role? Not to mention here you're the no first women. and you're the no first women. minority. At no, woman. no people of color, no women. That's incredible. Joanne is woo. She's I know there's a win for power the women. to the sheet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> power to the sheet, and that's that's good. It's but it's something to be proud of, and it's more than just that. I mean, you, I mean, you worked very hard to get where you're at. I mean, Marcia, you your journey even in from Las Vegas and tourism to the Plains dealer to getting the buyout after 30 years to, to always reinventing yourself and really getting the pulse of people and getting into this opinions now, especially in, in a market, you know, like, you know, let's face it, Jacksonville, Florida, of all things. I mean, it seems like it's been done this, this way for so many years. Here you come in. How have you been received in these last eight months? It's not fun. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah. Um, I am grateful that I finally got some help. I mean, the bottom line is I replaced someone who was at a newspaper for 38 years. I replaced someone who was in this position for 15 years. So he was, you know, you're replacing someone who's like a fixture in the community. And here my little outsider self comes from across the country. You know what I'm saying? So it's not easy by any stretch of the imagination. And it's, it's quite frankly, I didn't know, understand exactly what I was walking into because um, I should have if I had an ounce of sense, but clearly I didn't. But uh, if you're in, it's kind of human nature. Let's think mm -hmm. of, you know, forget my paper. In any market you are in the country, in your market or anywhere, if someone takes the time, just, you know, your neighbor, your mama, daddy, friend, kid, soon student, I don't care who you are. If someone takes the time to write to a newspaper, an opinion section, you're mad. You're yeah. mad, <laughs> mad, mad. We get phone calls. I mean, people think about are it. Mad. No one just yeah. takes the time and says, I think I'm going to write all happy I am today about life. I'm going to write you a Christmas you know card. No one does that. I'm going to write into the Jacksonville, whatever it is. <laughs> the I, I'm going to write, my opinion yeah. is that I'm having a great day. Jacksonville Times great. Union, here we yeah. come. We're going to explore Headline. No, no, seriously, Headline. seriously, I would love it. You know, and, 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 and here's, what, here's the thing. I'm not taking... I'm not knocking it. I'm just telling you I didn't quite get understand what I was getting into. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because 
I come from a business background. Thirty years, but that's a big. That's a big yeah, everyone's always mad. Right. They live in an they're angry, mad. You know, in and, an and angry they're world. Well, they're they're always legitimate concerns. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to. I'm not belittling their opinions. By please understand, but but it's like I'm mad about all the the COVID people are you know or they're not wearing masks or someone else is saying you know what who says that there's enough science to even wearing a mask you know and so you have to you just because someone has an opinion doesn't mean you can run it and I've been burnt you know trust me I'm not proud you know because and then people attack you constantly you know because they're like oh you're too liberal you know you don't run enough conservatives you know so you're you can never win right but but it's one of those jobs where you know people are mad I'm mad my all legitimate concerns I can't say that enough my trash hasn't been picked up for three weeks. What is this city doing? Meanwhile, they're giving millions to this development project on the waterfront. Then there's letters, oh, about that development project. Why are they making us look like the laughing stock of America with the stupid statue they're paying all this for? Oh, there's the city council members who are doing whatever, and they're voting on things where they're members of charities. Don't shoot oh, the you messenger. Know, and the list goes yes. on and on and on and on and on. But the bottom line is 95%. They're mad. They're yeah. so freaking mad. They're yeah. just mad, mad, mad. They're just freaking mad. Well, and yeah. so um, I was like, well, how are you going to change it around? I just got here. So I'll give an example. And for Thanksgiving, I was like, can we just have one day where people could just say, what are you thankful for? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So sometimes, because if it's opinions anyway, what are you thankful for? So yeah. anyway. That's, that's a good one. Well, you probably made somebody mad. I always do. <laughs> so, but Yeah. That's my little world. But even even something simple, like you even have an idea, you guys know, just trying to put, you know, putting together, a, talking to different people every week and being a quick study like like I am, you know what I'm saying, You're, and getting into their world. It's um, how do you find people? And people can, people mean well, but just because you ask someone to do something, because I, I bother everybody. No one pays me attention, by the way. Uh, but I bother the, the Uber driver, the seafood dude at the, my local grocery store. I beg everybody to write me something. Anything. Tell me how you're, I don't know, what it's like to be a parent of a little kid. I don't know anything. Give me a pen on anything that's not, I'm mad, I'm mad, I'm mad. So even something as simple as my little idea for Thanksgiving was not easy. Uh, I'll give you an example, though. It was refreshing. The, at the last minute, some people came through. Um, I reached out to a homeless shelter, and I was like, do you have anybody who was homeless, who maybe is not homeless now and maybe through the community help they you know turn things around and so because i could write anything as a journalist but that doesn't mean anything but i want to hear from the real people that's always been who i am i want to hear from the people and i was so happy when um it was a woman who was a homemaker her whole life and had been abused a lot and she just left uh you know another part of the country and came to jacksonville homeless and spent one night in a car with her teenage son and the point is she was a vet you know she most of her life was a homemaker but she used to speak five languages and she was a veteran and how are you in a situation and so to hear how people came through for her from the veteran organizations to the homeless shelter and stuff and how she was grateful i was so excited so i guess my point is i'm just trying to find that's kind of what i get off on sharing voices that you normally wouldn't hear from I like that. So sharing, you know, all those stories that you had, that's a remarkable story too. You know, you, you're, you, that's what a journalist does. I mean, you were like, so the, you know, you know, especially, you know, finding what this woman went through and who are the people that are helping her. You just ask a lot of questions, but you're also filled with so much knowledge too, Marsha. You bring in a breath of fresh air to, to the paper, I think, because of your background. Journalist, because you know how to ask questions, how to research, uh, you know how to talk to people, and you know how to present and be fair, and, and you, you, you present all that, and you put it all out there. And, and getting back to, like, you know, when we're talking about COVID, did you ever see, do you see a lot of people that are just struggling, and what would you say that to them, especially, and I want to go back to your business, because you did it for so many years, too, Somebody who's in the business world, they want to get started on their own, and and they lost their job through COVID. Let's say because there's many people who lost it or were, were paid out, or and of course with you that was before COVID. But during the COVID time, you hear a lot. Uh, of me that. too. I lost mine too. Yeah. I didn't have a job for 2020. Yeah. So yeah, so. and then I yeah. Let me say that again. I obviously, you right after that, yeah, you're like sitting there right in the middle, and hey, I, I you know got a buyout, but now I got to go to work, but I can't work because there's COVID. Exactly. So, so how did? 
how did the, then how did this job come along for you? Did were you applying or how no. would somebody who's trying to get into something and get out of their corporate job or if they lost their corporate job do this? What would you say to them? How do you what do you do? Well, here's the thing. Um, I literally have had. I just come up with these ideas. I'm not saying they're all good, but I try. You know. Yeah. And so one of my ideas. I'm gonna get to your question, but let me give you a quick background. Sure. One of my um, series that I did, I took a, was uh, called a series I did for three years, maybe called Reinvent, um, and, and it was about people who changed careers drastically in the last five years, or companies, small or major, um, who made changes. Because that's my, you know, you're gonna hear the same thing from me no matter what I do. I really get off on sharing things that people don't normally hear. That's kind of what I get off on. And so when someone says they used to be a banker and now they're, uh, you know, I don't know, they're they're working at a horse farm. You know, I don't even freaking care what they do. I I just I get I get so excited when I meet people who take risk and they have ups and downs, but they go for what they want. So and they do they take a risk. You know. So back to me. Uh, you know, it's one thing to write about all these people, but, but I, you know, I never had to think about myself, quite frankly, because I'm a journalist telling everybody else's story. And so here comes 2020 and actually 2019, I kind of fell into running a, um, putting together a, a conference about medical cannabis. Um, it was one of the, I got, I get bored easily. And so when you've covered so many things in 30 years, what have I not covered? And cannabis is born like crazy. I think when I was really paying attention and we were up to like 35 states with medical and 15 recreational. And so I'm sure those numbers are off now because I'm sure it's a lot more. The point is when I took a buyout, someone, one of my last stories um, was about the need to educate people about medical cannabis. How do you get a medical card? Blah, 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 blah. And we kind of winged it. This guy who I wrote a story about, he I just lost my job, took a buyout, got and um, layoff, whatever. And he was, he, he talked, the point is we ended up putting a, a conference together and about 550 people showed up. And then we were planning to do our next conference on a whole different level with two, you know, two days. And instead of just focusing on the general consumer, we wanted to talk to my world, which is business owners how they, because it's a brand new industry, but you need ancillary businesses, you need the cultivators, you need the dispensaries, blah, blah, blah. So, and then COVID hit. So everything changed. So I guess my point is I'm no different than anyone else who had these plans. Everybody has some kind of plans. I don't care what your plans were. And a lot of them were just crushed and nothing was happening for like a year. Well, when things started happening, and if you wonder how I got to Florida, is because you know what I've always done is networked, and while yeah, always, I wasn't always, looking, yeah, yeah, a friend of mine just reached out, and he was definitely looking all over the country, and he has spent half his, his career in newspapers and half in academia, and you know academia is paying more, so he went <laughs> there, but because he put all his feelers out. You know, one of those were Jacksonville and he, they called him for, you know, see if he was interested in that job and he was like, no, but you got to check out my girl. That's kind of how, that's a little brief <laughs> of how I wasn't looking. If I had an ounce of sense, I should have been looking, but I didn't. <laughs> and so uh, I was just kind of hoping that things would turn around and like everybody else, no one expected COVID to be right now continuing, you know. But net, networking so, is anyway, important. Anyway, I'm, I'm really grateful. I made the move. It's, huh? Oh, I said network is so important. I know there's a little bit of delay on our, on our thing here. Networking yeah. was key. I mean, and but you do it so seamless. It just seems like it's so seamless. And the other thing is you're so used to not being the person, you know, having to talk. You always say I'm the one who's behind the scenes kind of thing. I prefer to be behind the scenes for sure. But you do so well, Joanne. <laughs> Doesn't she do so she well? She does, yeah. I think you could be you could be doing this for a living. I think that the podcast is next for you. That's what I think. Um, no, I'm gonna okay. let you guys do that. You guys, that's your lane. You guys do a great <laughs> job. So I'm what, stay in my lane. Yeah, but behind jo the scene, Joanne is is somebody who is a business owner. What are some of your if you had any struggles, and you're and she's interviewing and you want to share with somebody else or or try to pick something up? What did, what have you learned along the way that could be something that would be in Marsha's column? Oh, is your business? Oh, 
What, what was that? Sorry. What's your business? Oh, I'm uh, sorry. I didn't understand. No, I, uh, well, I'm a gym owner, so I own. Okay. I own How a, long? Ooh, since 2016. Uh, oh, nice. I decided to stop working for the man. Uh, but then, uh, um, and then I have a race, uh, event, like, um, I guess it's an, a, a race production company. Um, and we've been in business since 2010, oh, yeah. so 11 years. Wow. So. Oh, that wow. That's my, awesome. Kind of my part-time thing. And then decided to buy a job there for a while. Um, and now I, right. Well, and now I have the business. So, um, Yeah. So, what was your question? What yeah, was my well, there's a qu- the question is, yeah, oh what's your goodness. struggle? I mean, jo- Joanne is just so. I mean, you, you went through 2020. You, yeah, you, I mean, 2020 was, 2020 was, was tough. But uh, I, I work with a, um, a business mentoring company called Two Brain Business, which okay. is, there's their little shout out there. Yeah, there you go. Um, they're out of what, Canada. Tell me, what is it? It's called Two, okay. Two Brain Business. If you ever want to talk to anybody with business minded, okay. there's like a lot of us who have a lot of opinions on things. Yeah. And would love we would love to talk to you. There's a, there's several several tiers of groups, and uh, there are lots of people that will love to share their struggles and their woes and their opinions. Um, I'm happy to connect you. So, um, but I w- I work with this um, this business ben- business mentoring company, and um, and they kind of and they're out of Canada, and they kind of uh, foresaw COVID come a little bit. Uh, faster because they've we've got some uh, gyms and some companies that are overseas like China and uh, I don't know in Europe and so they were kind of a couple months ahead of the United States so they kind of we we kind of saw it coming and so Hmm. um, you know on March 13 was our D-Day here our C C C-19 day over here in 2020 and so uh, you know I, I was talking to my mentor on uh, March 18, and she was like, well, what's the what's your plan? And I was like, well, Anastasia, I don't think this is anything's ever going to really happen, but these are our plans. And I had plan A, B, C, D, and community, community, communicated mm. it to my coaches. And, you know, A was worth, worst, I mean, best case scenario. D was like, this is not good. And then, um, I don't know, 5 o'clock on a Friday, this yeah. mask mandate or this shutdown mandate came out, and I was like, well, everyone – here we go, right. A to D, yeah. and so right. uh, I mean, we were very, very fortunate in the gym industry, which was hit pretty hard in the United States and Canada. Um, we were very fortunate that we had a plan, and we were able to pivot our business within 24 hours. So, um, I mean, by oh wow, I mean five pivot p.m. In what way? Uh, we went solely online and, sh- and um, pivoted everybody, rented out all of our equipment within 12 hours. We were. We had a oh com- my god, that's we awesome! Had, we had a completely different business model within twelve hours, so it was. Uh, I mean, I kudos, it. kudos to my coaches. Uh, they were really the ones that you know, actually did all the dirty work. Um, I just pay the bills, and I'm kind of the weak link over there. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you're you're, 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 you're very true. humble, quite yeah. frankly, but, uh, and I love yes. talking to people like you yeah. because you're so humble. Um, but what I heard from you after interviewing more than 450 entrepreneurs when I did that series is something that you just take for granted, but you got some mad skills, you know, and that it's huge that you, first of all, had the foresight to have a mentor. Yeah. You know, people don't like to ask for help. Oh, you know, I mean, I 100%, if that is your biggest mistake in life, 100%, you should have a mentor. I mean, I have two, so. Um, I'm takes just telling two you, to, two to manage. And, and, and I'm telling you wow. that takes two to manage. You're humble. You're humble. You're humble. <laughs> you're humble. But I'm so, telling you, yeah, people yeah. don't reach out for I, you know. Two point five. Just in my little experience, anyway. I don't see people who are who have the foresight um, and and reach out for help yeah. because they see it as a sign of weakness as opposed to a sign of strength. Too often. And that is the best thing you could possibly do. I mean, I just got I just got chills to hear that you said something like, uh, you know, you had an A B C D plan. Well, most people don't even have a freaking A plan or yeah. an A plan at all, much less A to D and be able to pivot in twelve hours. What the heck? Yeah, you know. So yeah, that's that's I love stories like that. You know, and and that and people like you make me want to share those stories because, um, let me just tell you, like, let me put it like this. I get rejected all the time. You know, I, I always join the club. That. Join I'm the club. 
feel like we're sisters here. I th- I'm loving it. You guys, I'm, I'm sitting back in a cut, yeah. enjoying the mix, and I'm just sitting here listening to this. This is great. Bob's this like, I'm never rejected. I, Everyone loves me. No, they, I, I get rejected. I reject it all the time. I, I ask so my wife. I, all the time. My wife so, wait, rejects wait, me all the time. She's Bob, get away from me. I'm on vacation mode. I don't know if you can see my shirt. Let me see. Stand up. It says grateful. Because anytime someone talks to me, I'm freaking grateful. Yes. Because most people don't want to talk to my ass. And so, um, <laughs> like, um, I literally just got rejected again yesterday, right before headed to on vacation from a company that I'd heard about through the Small Business Development Center, and they're a big media company. And what I heard was, I didn't know anything about them. I just was, when you're new into a city, you just have a lot of calls with a lot of organizations trying to introduce yourself and meet people. I don't know crap. You know what I'm saying? So I, they mentioned this media company and when i went online i saw wow they got some major companies i mean they have sports teams they got you know you know major insurance companies. they got major companies so apparently they're no different than anybody else when covid hit nobody's making videos no one's doing any of that stuff you know what i'm saying so I, this is the story i've told they 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 rejected me yesterday um but i'm i'm, I'm not giving up on them but um I'm I'm good at begging, very good. But anyway, <laughs> I don't Can have never much see. time. Yeah. So anyway, but what I heard about them was that they were smart enough to pivot during COVID, and they took some of those skills. I'm not. I don't know. I have never interviewed this company, but this is what they said. They instead of doing the normal media fun great stuff to promote a company, they pivoted during COVID. It, and they start funer- doing uh, filming funerals because people weren't able to travel. Wow. And so it was just one area, but diversity, diversification is huge. Yeah. Without, you know, it's a major, a major reason why companies don't go under, you know, yeah. um, because it's so easy to get caught up in having one great client or two great clients. Or three, you know what I'm saying? And then they take up all your time. They suck up your whole life. <laughs> but then if they say, oh, bye-bye, you're screwed. Yeah. And so the reason the guy rejected me yesterday, he said in an email, is because he don't see that he did anything special. You know, we just diversified, you know, like whatever. But he doesn't understand right. that story is huge. Would you not agree, Joanne? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, com- I completely agree. But I would say to you, Rejection is what makes you go forward. I mean, just think if if you were given everything, it'd be like you know one of these, uh, I don't know, trust fund babies out there. The majority of them, not all, not all of them. You know, if you were given everything all the time, then you wouldn't be I'm very not grateful. Then, yeah, <laughs> then you wouldn't be it. grateful for what you've got. Dad gummit, I so. could use a little less rejection. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but but I do think that you. I mean, you have to have more than you. You can't just have all your eggs in one basket. So, I mean, diverse. so uh, give me. Uh, I mean, okay. I'm, I swear, I'm gonna act right. And I'm gonna shut up. Well, you, as no, soon as y'all say you, shut up, no, no, as soon as y'all say hello, this no, is our podcast. No, 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 no. This is what it's supposed to be. This is a conversation. Yeah, if we're so sitting as soon here, as y'all say that, I swear, I'm gonna pipe down. We're sitting so here now, and having I'm, a conversation. I'm just saying. But now I'm curious. So how did you pivot so easily? With, um, I mean, I know you had, you know, the foresight and the benefit of mentoring, but what did you do to go? Because there's still yeah. people like being the, the when I think gym, not that I'm a worker out or and I'm I'm not I'm embarrassed to tell you about all the weight I've gained, but um, I'm just saying that's a whole different world to be motivated to do it at home. So how did you do that? Um, well, I mean, we're we're a, we're a CrossFit facility, and so oh, that's why because everybody's yeah. just like. I'm going to no, get this. I'm going to get I mean, it. No, I mean, no, not everybody. Not everybody. I mean, it's well, a different mindset is what you're saying. Well, we're, we're a boutique fitness center, so, okay. uh, or fitness gym. So, so they're we, already there. They want to be there. And they were like, how are you going to keep my workout going? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we're, we sell coaching. So, I mean, okay. it's not just like a global gym where, you know, you go to, I don't know, Planet Fitness. And then, you know, I mean, Planet Fitness did do, a pretty good job for about two or three weeks of, you know, it's probably going to get me in trouble of like <laughs> oh, of streaming nice. their zoom, but they were just giving away stuff for free. I mean, w- like our, um, I mean, we have about uh, between, I think at the time we, um, I don't know, maybe at the time we had 120 or 100 and 
maybe about 120 members. Um, and then, oh, wow. uh, I mean, we just, we just subdivided. I mean, plan A was like, you know, everything's going to be great and it's going to be fine. Plan B was, well, you know, we're just going to adjust the class times and the class, how many people can come to class. I mean, we're a big facility, so that's never really a huge problem for us. Plan C was like, well, we'll just do like a hybrid. And plan D was like, this is terrible and we are on shutdown. We're subdividing all of our members. Each I have, I had six or seven coaches at the time, and um, I had all of our members subdivided out to every each one of our coaches. They had their contact information. Each one of my coaches followed up with them uh, in the morning and then in the evening, and made sure that they all had equipment that they needed. Anybody that wanted to rent out equipment uh, could come and pick up equipment. Um, and then my poor my poor coaches did <laughs> did. <laughs> They did their, I mean, they continued to work because some of them, that was their livelihood. So I continued to pay right. them. And so, um, we, uh, <laughs> they, they streamed the workout. These poor coaches had to work out in, in the room, uh, in this 8,900 square foot facility with nobody there. They were <laughs> working out, Oh my God! Uh, working out by themselves. Uh, and they would just, you know, do it over zoom or Facebook live in our, in our Facebook group. So it was pretty awkward for them, and uh, I mean, we just made it a I'll pretty bet. engaging. We had some, you know, daily. Um, we had a, a quarantine home workout thing every day that came out, and then you know they could win a prize. Um, it gave me a lot of content to keep our social media going, um, and it. I mean, it just made it pretty interactive. Well, did you end up? Well, did, did you end up up in your social media? It sounds like. Um, yeah, I mean, we have we had some pretty solid social media to begin with. So, oh, okay. um, I mean, it was just engaging and it was really just to keep, keep our people engaged and, and keep them moving forward. Cause it was pretty terrible, depressing time. I mean, I did a lot of laps around my house cause I was so bored. Um, right. But I mean, like we did coaches coffee with coaches. My poor coaches had to like do this Facebook live and talk about their lives. And they were like, well, what'd you do? You did a lot of outdoor <laughs> stuff. Really too. awkward. She I did. mean, we did some par yeah. parking lot workouts um, yeah. that were That's uh, nice. super. You took advantage super of of the infrastructure of yeah. our city, the Riverwalk, Joanne. You oh yeah, and then I made this. Uh, uh, that was probably the most, the biggest highlight of the. It's yeah, still I thought it was great. Listen yeah. to this, Marsha. You're gonna love so, that. Uh, I mean, this I to Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe you know what you could you could this might be you could build on this. Yeah. Uh, I really should probably build on it myself, but. Uh, and get maybe Piedmont mm -hmm. would sponsor it. So if Piedmont listens, maybe they should there, call me and sponsor go. it the next one. Um, I came up with this this 5K route, and every, hmm. I don't know, oh, 250 yards or so, every quarter mile, there was a little, you know, the sidewalk stickers that stick on the ground that are aluminum and mm -hmm. tell people which way or s stuff or advertise things. I, I'm sure you've seen them. Like, um, like in hmm. big cities, they, like, have these aluminum Oh, they're just aluminum stickers, so they're very okay. um, resilient. Anyway, they had an exercise on them, and so you could do this 5K circuit training for the community and have my logo walk. on it. So that worked out pretty well, and then we filmed it and then put it up on Strava, which is kind of like a way of tracking stuff. Um, I love it. Yeah, people used it a lot. Well, I think that, so you know what, that's the... What you do you think just, of that? Um, yeah. It's the reason I... Um, uh, I told you what my background is, and I and I told you how I'm I'm super grateful for my new opportunity, but it's definitely outside of my comfort zone. Um, and I was starting to feel like, you know, I, I did the job a couple months at home in Ohio before because I had to get my kid off to college. I had to move out of my house and move to Florida. And then once I moved, because it's hard to write about another city when you're across the country, you know, uh, every so your job is doubly hard. You're like they mentioned Ponte Vedra or whatever city. I'm like, well, where is that? Is that five minutes or five hours? <laughs> you know, like you don't know anything where you're covering it. You know, you're moving to across the country. But anyway, I guess my point is, is that once I first and foremost in my role was to try my best to get my arms around what they hired me to do. But as soon, but newspaper industries have struggled for quite some time. And, and, and there used to be big staffs for what I do, not, you know, what we have now. And so when, as soon as I, I kind of was feeling like a, you know, on a treadmill, you know, and like, I know that part of my title is engagement and 
one of the reasons you hired me um, was to find new voices, whether young people, diverse people, um, whoever, you know, um, but the most people who write in are all white people and I need more diversity. I don't care who the hell you are, but I need diversity. And so anyway, I guess my point of mention that after hearing what you said is that, you know, it's kind of inspiring to, to hear um, that all the ways that you just kind of juggled and thought, how are we going to make this work? Cause we are where we are. So as soon as I got an, some ounce of help two months ago, I started a new series. Right. I got, as soon as I got some help and that's when I started rebound because I wanted to hear stories like yours and I wanted, it wasn't about me hearing it. I wanted to share those stories about, you know, because you know, it, it's inspiring. It's just inspiring, you know? Um, and, and what I, my big takeaway, the reason I started the series just two months ago is because, you know, everybody's story is different and you never know what anybody's going to say, but but the fact is, is that so many of these companies, even though they've gone through so many ups and downs due to COVID, they're going to be adapting things they never would have probably thought about before had it not been for COVID. Would you agree? Oh, I think a hundred percent. Oh, I mean, you're an entrepreneur. So I think if you are, uh, if you are in an entrepreneurial state or a entrepreneurial um, mindset, your true entrepreneur you are never just going to roll over and die. Right. Like that's just not, that's just not your nature. You're just going to, you're always, you, it's in your nature. If you're a true entrepreneur yeah. that you're going to make whatever work. It's not right. I mean, it's your livelihood. I mean, the, the gym's well, my that's livelihood. True. So that, that's like so without true. it, it was not good. Yeah, no. was that's true. Not on that note, let me just say about one of the, the second one I did. The first one, I, I, I was winging it similar to when I started the biggest mistake and didn't even know if it's going to last a month, much less 10 years. When I started this two months ago, I didn't have a plan whatsoever. I had no name. I had no purpose, but I happened to be in Amelia Island, which is an hour away from here. And I was really looking, I wasn't even planning. I wasn't thinking about this job. I was looking, I found some man who is an artist and a photographer and I was trying to buy his art till I found, I found I couldn't afford none of his stuff. But anyway, so I was headed back <laughs> home and then I ran across this bookstore and I, I just stopped in cause I was hungry and it was a bookstore bistro and it said wine. Okay. You got my attention. So uh, I roll in there and I found it was so much more. And that was, I didn't even plan on writing it or starting this series, but I start thinking about it. It's hard to be a small business entrepreneur. It's hard to own a bookstore in this day and age period when Amazon has more than 50% of the sales. Yeah. So for you to start a business two years before COVID, I'm real curious about how you do it. How are you doing it right before COVID? Bookstore? Right. You know, when they're a all small fold, they're fold, well, some of them are but, folding up borders and book, you know, borders and books. I don't see most of those are fold up. I, mean, I think we may have, but this is a tiny, this is this like, is even smaller. I'm not talking a major corporation. Yeah. Like you're yeah. saying, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm talking a small, small. you're business going back owner. to your, your niche. Yeah. 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 So I wasn't planning on starting the series. I wasn't, I, it was just an idea in my head, but I pulled over and I just was wanting something to eat, you know, and, um, being the nosy reporter that I am, it ended up being my first story and I was winging it. And I was like, oh, I literally wrote the first one saying I wasn't planning on doing this series, but you know, they're not just a bookstore. They're a bistro. They got this great patio. They got this upstairs ex room upstairs. And because they're in an older community and you know, Florida got a lot of older folks, you know, they, people wanted them to be successful and they went over and uh, they went beyond to serve customers um, and people wanted them to succeed and they supported them. The point is that was the first one. I wasn't even planning on starting a series. The next one was intentional, of course, because now me and my big mouth, I said, I'm going to start a series. So you kind of got to find the second one. Yeah, right. So, sure. Now they go. So, so the next one, I intentionally said, I want a restaurant, right? Just because in my head, I didn't know what the restaurant was going to be, but in my head, um, I think that people can relate to not being able to go to their restaurants when COVID first hit, you know? Uh, and what about those small business owners who had to close their doors and many of them did close, you know? Um, so I reached out, I found this guy 
Oh, I didn't. Oh, I know. I found him unintentionally too. I was just got to town and it was some media event and he had been hired as a caterer and we started talking. I was just hungry again. And that's kind of my, my thing, obviously. And so I just started talking to him and found out that he too was from Cleveland. What the heck? So I remembered him right. a few months later when I started the series. So I called him up and his background is like one of those chefs that kind of had that, uh, I don't know. He spent like years at the Ritz Carlton kind of dude chef then the country club and then overseas that kind of guy you know yeah. so as you know it's a whole different thing as and when you own your own business you know what i'm saying because you don't right. have that background of the the risk carltons or the country clubs of the world so he was actually had to almost close he had to close two business i found out right before the pandemic hit for another and he was headed to north carolina for another opportunity for another opportunity and had already shipped his kitchen stuff you know, all this stuff. And then out the blue, the pandemic hits. And that means both of your restaurants just closed. And what just happened? I have nothing. But but here's what fascinated me about him is that he was so vulnerable and humble. I love talking to people who are willing to share. Um, he's just a person. You know, that just happened. I don't care if we have a job or you own a business. He got a 97-year-old father-in-law he's taking care of. His daughter... Had moved into town. He had grandbabies. He, he's doing, he's juggling like mad, you know? Right. He's just a regular person like everybody else. But on top of it, all of a sudden, you don't have no job. And both of your, you let the leases expire with, because of, you know, and you were planning to leave town and COVID hit. You don't have income coming in. So I was so impressed that he was willing to share. He basically, he said he had to get his church lady, uh, hustle on and he was big on social media and he basically sold meals from home he was like you know what i realized i was making like seven eight meals just for all these people in my house every day so what's a few more so i would go on facebook twitter whatever and say hey who wants some lobster mac or who wants some whatever 11 ten dollars and for a family pool for, you know and that's a great. year later he had a business i guess my point is that's kind of how i started my series so I, i'm grateful when i hear these stories that people are willing to share the back end because he just celebrated a year in business and he's got a great it's called um it's a chicken and waffle kind of you know champagne bar kind of place so a year in business if you just roll up this place you think oh this pan this man's got it all planned figured out he didn't know he's going to do a year ago you know people only see the success they always only see that part, right. but they don't know what you've been through, you know? And so I remember when I turned in the story, my editor was like, uh, this is great, Marsha, but, um, you do realize that you're not supposed to be selling meals like that for eight months at home. Did he have a license for that? You oh, know, no. we're not trying to get anybody in trouble, oh, you know? Geez. And so I reached out to him and he was like, it's all on my social media. I'm good. So I'm so great. I guess my point is that, Back to my grateful. Uh, there you go. I'm grateful when people are willing to share. <laughs> I love so. it. But so that's that's interesting. From Amelia Island, you know, you go, you find another person who's selling wine. Hopefully, they hit a liquor license. Did you ask them that <laughs> when you're over there? <laughs> you wouldn't spoil that one, would you? <laughs> and then you go over here. This guy you call him on on Facebook, but I didn't even realize that. But I mean, the whole thing is who I would have never have thought about that. I mean, that's those are two great business stories that people. It's not all gloom and doom. It's not despair. I mean, from Joanne Kogel's business, from, you know, A to D plans, having two mentors to this guy. Did he have a mentor? Is this, it, it just seemed like he was no. just a chef at a big no. Carlton, Ritz Carlton. I'm, I'm telling you, I know Joanne thinks I'm just blowing smoke, uh, but <laughs> I'm telling you, what you, you what, to be able to have in my little humble experience, I don't see people who are willing to ask for help often. And that's how they make more. We're all going to make mistakes. Everybody makes sure. mistakes. It's unavoidable. You know, the only reason I did that series for so long was because you're still going to make your own mistakes. But the whole premise was that if you could not make certain mistakes because you read about someone else, you're still going to make your own mistakes. You know, that's the whole point. It's to why, why, why make the same mistakes if you don't have to, you know what I'm saying? Right. But right. I can't even tell you how many people because of their pride wouldn't ask for help. And I'll give you an example. I'll never forget this one. There was a guy who I interviewed many years ago, and um, yeah, he didn't have the most normal background. He had been to jail, alcoholic. Um, yeah, he had some challenges. Mm -hmm. So he had this car detailing business when he got out of prison. And because of his challenges and his background, in his case, he didn't want people to know that he didn't know stuff. 
So he was paying people under the table and everything that cook, he made, we all, everybody makes mistakes, but he made an excessive amount of mistakes. So here's the thing. I was so, so interested in him because first of all, he was willing to share. Um, but he, despite all his many mistakes, he somehow, I love people who got that hustle on and he was able to talk a car dealership into letting him detail all the cars. Right. Unfortunately, I'm trying to remember, this is like many years ago, but he basically messed that up too, because he parked the cars on the streets instead of inside of his gate and they were all towed. Oh no. Oh God, that is terrible. So these are one of my oh 450 my stories. That's you know what I'm saying? Memorable. So they, Great. Uh, so they told, they told all the cars. Yeah. So how do you tell your customers the people, the, a car dealership <laughs> that all your stuff is gone? And so of course, when you make a mistake, the first thing you want to do is to fix it without letting the client know that you messed up so badly. Right. But that's not so easy because guess what? The the cars are not yours. So you can't just go and pick them up and pay all the money. You know what I'm saying? You, you gotta, you gotta tell the client you messed up. So of course the client curses him out and, and tells him he's a jackass and he'll never do business with him again. And you know, he's just furious. But I, what I loved about this dude was that, do you b- believe it or not? Do you believe, I can't believe it. He actually got that client back. Can you believe it? I, 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 I can't believe Everyone deserves a second, second chance. chance. You hope. But in that case, <laughs> He should have said, look, I made a mistake. I'll pay for it. The money you were going to pay me to detail these cars, I'll just go bail these cars out. But then again, I don't know how much. That's what he did. He tried. He grovelled, basically. Yeah. That no, guy, guy of course, back. any car. Well, the guy came like, back to do it again. I know. I know. He I got know. the client back. back. He was like, remarkable. look, I, I messed up on a major level. I might detail some cars for, I don't know, X amount of months for free. I don't know what it's going to take. I messed up. I need a second chance. I guess my point is, is those type of stories I love sharing because those are not the typical stories when you read or mm-hmm. see on TV. Oh, so-and-so got their second location. Oh, so-and-so's got this going right. on. You know, right. you just see success, success, success. That's true. We need to but know I what's underneath the hood. But I just love sharing the behind yeah. the scenes parts. Pull the curtain back for Marsha Pledger and you'll be surprised what you can get, which is good. A gift is what you said pretty much because well, when man, you I just, admit you know. the mistake and, and you go, go forward and you do that, which I think has been... Totally remarkable. I, I think everything that you're saying is is good. I, I lost uh, my job at KLES. You remember Las Vegas, the uh, yeah. CBS affiliate there. And um, and when I when that happened, uh, my goal was I ended up getting, uh, it was networking. It's true. I just thinking about what you're yeah. saying. And again, it's because I had good people around me. And through that networking, I got myself an outdoor advertising business. It was Eller Media at the time, bottom out. But it was bus stop shelters of Nevada. It was a smaller LLC in in uh, Georgia. Excuse me, in Nevada. Okay. I'm in Georgia. I can't get Georgia out of my head. But in Nevada right, at right. the time, and I sold bus stop shelter ads for bus stops and and receptacle ads that the trash cans are on. They actually make money because they get hundreds of thousands of impressions on the Las Vegas Strip. And one of my biggest client was to go back to KLAS, the people who let me go out of my contract, right. And I say fire, they refuse to say they said he doesn't renew my contract. You could take take it any way you want. But I, I was like, oh. I get you. And so. I got you. That's with me. I, I went back and I was able to sell Paula Francis and Gary Waddell. Rest his soul. Gary just passed away just recently. And oh, no. I sold them and I put my former anchors on bus stop shelters and made some good it. money on that. And at first year, I think I billed close to 300000 because I had some name recognition, but after that was going on fast. But but I ended up, it, it the networking helped because I wouldn't have had a prayer. I wouldn't know where to go. And it was people like Gary Waddell, who I work with, that took pity on me. <laughs> His wife, who knew someone, who knew the guy who was over that area, and it all worked out. So it all had a hand in it. So I had I mean, some we sales all, experience. Exactly. I love that story because we all yeah. need second chances, but you'd be surprised about how many people in my, my little experience of just interviewing so many people who let their pride get in their way. And mm-hmm. they're like embarrassed about how they got to be where they are because they used to be this bigger person, you know, bigger mm-hmm. job title, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And they don't know how to look past that and say, you know what? that's just a damn job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I got all these relationships, you know, and my skill set, you know? Right. So what I'm, where I'm going to take this to the next level, you know, I'm going to use those relationships to get that stupid job, you know? And this is what I got on, going on now. 
And this may be temporary, but you know, for now, I gotta reach back and say, "Hey, this is what happened. Can you help me out? You know, I got this, right?" Yeah, and I'm, and I'm I love that. those stories. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. No, that's really good. If you were to wrap, if we were to wrap it all up in a nice little bow yeah. again, I mean, with your background and the great things you you have done, there's so much on Marsha. Anybody who's out there, just look Marsha Pledger up. She's uh, she's she's a plethora pleasure of information, <laughs> I was going to say, and she'll, she'll be glad to help you with that. But what I was saying is if there's any way that you could just kind of wrap everything up, what would you say for people listening right now? One last time, let's admit your mistake. Take it well, from there. I just, just believe that I literally just wrote a, a column um, in my new world okay. of being an editorial writer because of early deadlines in the newspaper industry and because of finally taking a vacation after seven months this coming week, starting today is my vacation. Um, I had to write three editorials in a week, but the point is I didn't get to write the new rebound series because I didn't have time to chase down a business owner to get them to convince them to talk to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, so I instead decided, well, what can I do and just write a column? Cause I kind of, just because you're off, does, as you guys know, you got to still produce. And so I just wrote a series, I mean, a, a column called second chances. You know, just reminding people, it's running on, you know, this first week in the year, uh, the first Sunday, next Sunday of the year, whatever, of 2022. And I just wrote about second chances because I think that I don't really care who you are or what you do in life. Uh, you know, it's just, it's never, we all need could use a reminder about the importance of second chances. And so in that column, I kind of started out like whether your goal is, you know, how, you know, everybody says, oh, I'm going to get more fit at the beginning of the year, or whether you want a richer mind, or maybe you want to save more money, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what your goal is. So I started out kind of with that, and then I thought, forget Marsha Pledger. Let me check in, because that's more my comfort zone, is to mm-hmm. check in with other people. And so I checked in with a few people. And one was a workforce uh, development person, um, and she, I had no idea. I met her. She was one of the first people I met uh, six months ago when I moved to Jacksonville, I didn't know that the woman was, I knew she was in higher ed, but I had no idea she started as a mechanical engineer and had all kinds of other jobs in between, including being fired and being dislocated worker so she could relate. So now she started her own company. The point is, I asked her, what's her, te- what's her thought on second chances? And she said that she basically said that people just need to get over fear. Yeah, you know? yeah, get over, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, that's, it's something, I'm, I think we all go through that. Even now, I, I've been in the industry of doing weather for 33 years, this podcast is probably one of those areas where I'm just delving into something, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say it's out of my comfort zone because it's not because I enjoy doing this. This is something that I, I like. But it's do. something different. But so something get different. over it and just try it. Get over it, try it. And and there's other things too. I've been doing weather for, I want to, I, I mentor people, I bring them up and I like to keep doing it, but I want to keep doing it in a sense where, there's a point where I'm on top and I can do it for many people and I can sit back, but when I'm off, I want to be off. I'm at that age in my life, nine to five. I get you. Yeah. You know, you get to that point where you're Bob's old. Yeah. I'm getting old <laughs> for God's sake. How can that be? But be, being old doesn't mean a bad thing either. Cause you right. bring a wealth of experience and then you can, you can parlay that into something else. I mean, working for Joanne, let people know is great because that's my outlet. Um, you know, it's another job, part of my contract, but it's it's great because I I get out to stuff. I like being surrounded by people who are athletes. It's 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 been part of my life. It always has been. When I was in Vegas doing triathlons and and just participating in in different events like that, running, biking, hiking, whatever it might be. But just being with those people energizes you, and it's great to be on that side to help energize them and, and make them feel good when they cross the finish line. Uh, brief them, introduce Joanne, and she briefs them on the course. It's a it's a it's a real um, enlightening kind of fun thing. So those are another thing. So, well, now if I can make that my full-time job, I would rather, that's true. And anyone knows that. I mean, I think it's important to save lives, but that's so, to me, it's a super release for me. And and it's, it's a great job to have. I'm not just saying it cause Joanne's here, but I, it's a great side hustle. I would and, not wait on me to supply you. No. Up. And I can't, I know <laughs> it's not going to pay the bills. I know it's not going to pay the bills <laughs> completely. I don't think f- I would rely <laughs> on that business. No, but it, but wow. what it is, I know it's hard, but, but that's For what she's full time job. But what's, oh yeah, definitely not. But it would be, it's always <laughs> well, like those well, things. I hear what you're saying. It's, it's a fantasy because that's the, yeah, that would be the yeah. fantasy full-time job. If I can have well, one. Absolutely. That's but, it. but if you yeah. didn't try it, yeah, you, you don't you know. Never know. Right. And, and so I know. Right. Right. So on one other last thing I would say, in that same column, I that just happened to be one person I reached out to, but I reached out to two others. 
one is the superintendent of schools here uh, in Duval County, you know, um, the largest county in the country. Uh, anyway, but anyway, Duval, she's a superintendent, you know, deputy superintendent. And and I and I just asked her, I was like, you got any, um, something you want to add to my series about second chances in my column? And because whether you're in kindergarten or first grade or in college, I just think it's important to remind people um, that it's just a grade. It's just cool. You know what I'm saying? Right, you know, right. it's not the end of the world. You got a second chance. Then I reached out to a former inmate who um who is 62 now, mm-hmm. but he made a mistake at 17. He robbed a liquor store. And I mean a drug drugstore, I'm sorry, with some other people who were older. And he got five years, but all he did in prison was become a um a worse criminal. Yeah, he realized, yeah. well, this was chump change. That was stupid. And you know, I, if I'm going to be in prison, I should do some real stuff and make way more money. And so he came out worse at 21 and came up back. This is back in the day. And so he came up with some device. I don't know. He came up with some, something that involved American express travel. It was a financial crime. Sure. Next thing you know, it, he was hit with, I can't even imagine a judge saying you got between 15 and 75 years. 15 mm. and 75 years old, you're 21 years old because he was sentenced as an adult at 17. Yeah. And so I asked him, the reason I reached out to him was because I, I, I you see, I get off on talking to all walks of life. And yeah. he's, he's, that's when he came up a different person. And he said that, um, you know, he was ready to change at that point. He actually got a master's in, 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 uh, while well, he was in prison by the time he was 30. So, and he was right. released at 40. But as you know, when you're released at 40, no one's best right. anything out Winning of you. It, right. You know, right. um, I guess my point is, is that I loved his comment in that he said, most people, it, I'm going to mess up his quote, but it has something to do with how most people are in prison with their mind. It, it had, they will never step foot in a jail, but they might as well be because they won't take chances. A they profound. won't try to fail. They won't try things and worry about, so many people just worry about failure that they won't take a chance. That's so, a great you know, I, I did So if you had to sum me up is that I really enjoy inspiring others through sharing people's stories who I don't care what the story is. You know, uh, I just, I just love sh- inspiring people by sharing stories about change and reinventing and, uh, yeah, making mistakes and, and fixing it, setbacks and comebacks. Don't be a prisoner of your own device, so to speak, in yep. your own mind. So that that's a great way to sum this up today. I want to thank Marsha, Joanne Kogel, as thank always. Thank you guys and, for inviting me. And the editorial page and engagement editor at the Jacksonville Times Union. Jacksonville.com. The, the Jacksonville.com. Go there. Write her something nice. Write her something yes. nice in the opinions. Now that she's out of business, <laughs> let's give her an opinion that she can really count on. <laughs> give her some <laughs> love. Give her a little sugar. Sweeten it up a little bit going into this uh, end of the year. As we approach 2022, you're going to hear great things coming up with Marsha Pledger. She's the... Uh, editor, their editorial page, they're an engagement editor at the Jacksonville Times Union, and all about the opinions, too. Marcia, you're a breath of fresh air. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, really... I love what you guys are doing. Keep yeah. doing what you're doing. Uh, and I appreciate you guys inviting me. You were fantastic. I love your energy, enthusiasm, known you for many years, and I feel like I'm even closer to you now. This is this is great. Joanne, thank you, too. It was great. Happy holidays! Yes! Woo. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, everybody. That's good. Marsha and everybody out there, if you want to hear more, you can catch it right here at WRBL.com. The podcast plays on. You can see the beautiful Marsha Pledger and Joanne Kogel. You can visually see them. Otherwise, if you want to hear it through audio, you get it at wherever you get your podcasts through, of course, uh, uh, Apple and iHeart and, uh, of course, Spotify. Check those places out there, too. Also on social media, I'm here for you at B. Jeswell WRBL. You can get us through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You'll find me, and you'll find this episode, too. Thanks a lot, everybody, for joining us on the Bob Jeswell Show this week. It was a good edition with Marsha Pledger. Again, Marsha. Ciao. Grateful. We're grateful. Take care.